Hello! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 235. The one that you watch after you got done watching Ninja's stream on YouTube, because <laughs> what else are you going to do? We are just like Ninja, except <laughs> there's two of us, and we're hairier. Yes, we're definitely hairier. Absolutely. Although his hair is a little long. It's going to get a little long it's now. Long, but is it, is it as voluptuous here? That's the thing. No, definitely not. I don't think Absolutely he has anything not. going on he, over he's here. He's a child. That's why we're we're grown ass men. I don't think he is. He's, uh, he's young, Tyler right? Ninja Blevins. Isn't he like in his twenties, like twenty five yeah. or something? That's a child. Twenty nine, dude. He's oh. a year younger than me. <laughs> that that's even worse. He only turned twenty nine in June. <laughs> that that's that's much worse. I knew he wasn't that young. Oh. Uh, anyway, hello everybody. Uh, yeah, wait. Ninja's on YouTube now. We don't have that as a story. No, I mean, is it really a? Well, here's the here's why it's not I'm really a story. Try, I'm just trying to ride his coattails as much as possible. Here's why it's not a story. Well, first of all, we talked about the whole thing with Mixer. What last week? Yes. So Mixer died, and uh, or two weeks ago we did. People are jumping ship. Yeah. I said Ninja's probably going to YouTube because it makes a lot of sense, and he and I don't think Twitch. I don't think he likes Twitch. They had a pretty bad breakup. Yeah. Um, he streamed on YouTube today. I think he had like 100,000 concurrence, which is a lot. Yeah. I don't think he has a deal with YouTube. I think he just did... All signs are pointing to he just did that to see how it was. He didn't even have memberships unlocked on his YouTube channel, which is ridiculous because he's already got like over 20 million subscribers. Um, So I don't... Yeah, I think he just did it. So I think he's still kind of shopping around. And that's why I don't think it's like newsworthy because like, yeah, yeah... He did it, and it's a big deal that he did it, but he's not uh, tied down to anything. Right. Anyway, <laughs> how are you people? Uh, hello, Hector Espinosa. Hello, Parker. Hello, Yats. Hello, L. Dute. Hello, Jack Mack. But a special hello to, there's a lot here, Menu, Aiden, <laughs> Anne Leslie, Angel Reyes, uh, Rusty Shackelford, Chris Green, Hoy sixty one seven, the noob gaming, Gooby, all for being members here on YouTube. Thank you. Hello to anyone and everyone who is here tonight. And Epic Gamer, for the dollar, in super chat. Thank you. We got some things on the news here. We do. We got, we got to talk about how games are going to be seventy dollars now, probably. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a long time coming. <laughs> yes, but before we get into that, yes, we always talk about the free games for the month. So last week we talked about the free games that you would get with um, Xbox Live uh, games with gold and PlayStation Plus if you are subscribed to those memberships. Um, but let us not forget that Never. a little a little Kyoto Japan company known as Nintendo does this as well they just do it much more infrequently and aren't very good at it um but this month <laughs> the, our, our good lords at the bing at the big n um have grace are going to grace us with three games uh two for the super nintendo one for the nes as part of your switch online memberships um for the for the snes you get donkey kong country that's a big uh, yes and Natsume Championship Wrestling, which I've never heard of. That is not a big deal. <laughs> no. I, I have no idea what this game is. It looks like a standard 16-bit wrestling game, whatever. Um, but Donkey Kong Country is a very big deal. 
Um, that's a lot of people's favorite games of that system. It's a it's a groundbreaking title. Um, one of the few rare games that Nintendo still owns. So it will be cool to see um, and be able to play on on the Switch. Hopefully, they'll bring out the other two games in that trilogy. And also for the NES, we got the Immortal, which the is Immortal. a weird, weird looking game, weird ass looking game. Uh, there were pictures of the box art floating around, and that's bizarre in and of, in and of itself because like the head is disproportioned. When did this game come? Oh, nineteen ninety. Okay, so the there end of the yeah. life cycle. Um, because it it's it's like it's like one frame a second. Yeah. But then when it goes into the battle, the 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 sprites are like really really detailed. Yeah. And that's not normal for an NES game. Yeah, I think that's like the main calling card of this particular game was like the, the detailed sprites. Yeah, but, but. it's still it's I, I don't know how to feel about this game. It's a weird looking game. Yeah. So the thing about Donkey Kong Country. Yes. Here's the thing. Yesterday I uploaded my video very late. I'm very sorry. I was <laughs> I I slept. Um <laughs> for once in your life. For once in my damn life. Yeah. Uh I slept for two hours, but still I slept. <laughs> um so Part of the video, I, I was looking for the original trailer when they announced the Super Nintendo uh, NES, uh, the Super Nintendo Switch Online games. Right. There is no trailer. Uh, really? They they talked about it in a, in a direct, I think. Okay. But there's no like standalone trailer. So I got it from, I guess, just a random YouTube channel and it turned out to be a fake one. And I don't know how I didn't catch it, but... <laughs> Donkey Kong Country was in it and yeah. uh Earthbound was in it. So and there's also like a picture of Super Mario RPG, but I didn't care about that. Yeah. Um so people were commenting, "Oh, you you got me excited that Donkey Kong Country and Earthbound are on the Switch." And then I looked and it's not there and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'll blur it." So I blurred it using the YouTube tool so so right, that right. nobody could see Donkey Kong Country or Earthbound. Mm-hmm. And then a few hours later, here we are, and friggin' Donkey Kong Country. It was like literally like four hours later. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country. They're like here it is. It's on the Switch. Bob said it was coming to the Switch, so now now it's we decided to just pull the trigger. We didn't want it's him to be It's funny you say that because like after they made this announcement, like Earthbound was trending on Twitter because everybody was like, "Okay, but where's Earthbound?" <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. It's all my yeah. fault. Um. So yeah, we're, we're, Donkey Kong Country is a big deal. Everybody's been wanting Donkey Kong Country. Uh, yeah. People also want Super Mario RPG. Was it Super Mario RPG trending? I didn't see that because I I figured people would want that more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Earthbound. I mean, yeah, of course, Earthbound. Earthbound. Yeah. That was on the Wii Virtual Console, right? It was on the Wii Virtual Console. It was on the SNES Classic as well. Uh, what about? Super Mario RPG that was not on the classic. That's not it? on any of them. See, I don't the, think that's I, ever been re-released. I feel like that's a bigger deal to get. Yeah, it's a bigger get. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so download those as of yes. July fifteenth. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So next week. Actually, also, you don't you don't have to download it. It just automatically yeah. updates. Also, uh, this is something I found interesting. Uh, Nintendo of America. Uh, has a subtweet to the initial announcement. Oh yes, with tips and tricks for the original Donkey Kong. This is weird because uh, yeah. I thought this was going to be like there. They do the special versions of of the games where yeah. like you start off at the end of the game or you get yeah. like ninety nine lives or something. But they show you cheats for the game, 
Yeah. And then they sh they also right here show you just an exploit <laughs> where you could just get 99 lives with Diddy Kong. Yeah. Uh, and that's very un Nintendo. Oh yeah. Cheat codes is one thing, but showing you straight up just showing you how to exploit the game is yeah super not Nintendo. So yeah, that's a little interesting little tidbit. So July 15th, look forward to playing Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Uh, I've never played too much Donkey Kong Country. Me neither. I do like the song from the first level, though. <laughs> I don't know much about it. That, that's about it. It's, it's a good song. Uh, Ryan Casanova with 300 DOP. Hey guys, any tips for a near future noob game streamer? Do I start here on YouTube, Twitch? Thank you for the great entertainment. All right, here's what you gotta do. Go on Twitch. It's just a better platform for, for find. Twitch is not a good platform for finding streamers, but it's right. a better platform for finding streamers than YouTube. But if you're gonna go on Twitch, you also gotta upload something to youtube or twitter or instagram or somewhere so that you can build your audience there and then direct people to twitch right because it's almost impossible to find new streamers on twitch so you gotta bring the audience from somewhere else unfortunately that's just the way streaming streaming it's really hard to break into streaming right now mm -hmm. it's just too many people doing it because too many people think it's it's just it's easy let me just turn the camera on while i play video games yeah and get used to talking to yourself. You're going to be talking to yourself a lot. Uh, all right. Let's get to the to the main story here. Yes. I first heard about... I'm opening the tweet first. I first heard about okay. this from Shinobi602, a, an industry analyst on Twitter. Uh, NBA 2K21 will retail for $10 more on PS5 and Xbox Series X than current gen editions and there's a chart here there's like a 2k games looking oh, let me i don't know up. who made this chart oh yeah uh, i've seen this chart i want to say 2k made this but i'm probably wrong uh so september 4th is when it comes out on on current gen yeah why is it oh it's broken up in two because there's the mom mamba forever edition Yes. Kobe Bryant, if you didn't know, yes. his nickname was Black Mamba. Uh, it's $100, dude. I know. Well, that's how much it is for forever. Um, this is this is a weird price layout. Okay, so for, for the base game on uh, current-gen systems, including Nintendo Switch, PC, and Stadia, why are my USB devices freaking out? <laughs> I freaking hate Windows with all my passion. Um, so, on current gen systems, including Switch, PC, and Stadia, it's going to be sixty dollars uh, or fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, the Mamba Forever Edition is a hundred dollars on current gen, and right. that gets you the DLC or whatever. It's really tiny. Uh, yeah. Offer only available for Xbox and PlayStation consoles. So, so then why? So then why even say Switch, PC, and Stadia? Well, I think... All right. No, I get it. So if you if you buy the Mamba Forever Edition mm -hmm. on PS4 or Xbox One, 
you get the next gen version of the game included for free. That's what that is. That's so dumb. Well, you're not going to need it if you get it on the Switch. Oh, okay. I see. Yes, okay. Uh, the box art's different. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> the box art. Okay, I see it. All right. Holiday 2020, because they don't want to say when the next-gen consoles are coming out. Right. Uh, $69.99 PS5 and Xbox Series X. And then there's the Mama Forever Edition, which is $100. Right. So that's not going up in price. And that must be why they decided you could also upgrade to the it's what are they the smart delivery on xbox series x that's what they call it yes uh ps5 doesn't uh, have a name for it i don't know what, what they, i don't what think they is. have like an official version of that they don't so yeah. that's why it's weird this it's, yeah. it's a weird is this like them kind of like i mean they're they've said that there's going to be some backwards compatibility on, or like a lot a decent yeah. amount of backwards compatibility on playstation 5 mm -hmm. um so is that what that is? No, it must no. be that you can just straight up play the PS5 version yeah. if you buy if, the PS4 version. If you buy the if you buy the Black Mamba for the Mamba Forever edition of 2K21, the hundred dollar one, we're calling yeah. it that. <laughs> Yo, respect Kobe. If you <laughs> if you buy the hundred dollar edition on PS4, you will get the PS5 version for free. That's yes. what that is. Yes. Yes. The PS5 backwards compatibility, nothing is really guaranteed at this point. Mm -hmm. They Like Mark Cerny initially said that the, the top 100 games on PS4 will definitely work on PS5. And then like everything else should eventually work. I doubt NBA 2K, any of them are the top 100, you know, PS4 games. Right. Maybe like the most recent. Right, but, but it doesn't exclude it doesn't newer exclude games, it. you know. No. Uh but it's just weird that they, they they've never mentioned any sort of way to do something like smart delivery like like Microsoft does. Right. Yeah. They so that that's why like this is this is a little weird. This is like yeah. bizarre to me. Uh and again, it's they're not announcing anything about it. They're not here to say that they have something that's similar to smart delivery, but this chart kind of insinuates that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some other stuff that's. Well, the isn't bottom. Cyberpunk doing something similar with the PS4, PS4 and PS5? I don't know. And I know they're doing it with Xbox One. That's confirmed. If you yes, buy the Xbox that, One, yeah, they've confirmed smart delivery. Yeah. I don't know about their their deal with PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, the big deal here is that uh, the base game is $10 more. And it right. says here, uh, built for next gen, unbeatable graphic fidelity, two second load speeds. We're going to have to time that. New <laughs> gameplay features, expanded game modes. Okay. Oh, what's this? Earned and purchased uh, VC, virtual currency, is shared between console generations, Xbox One to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5. Oh, that's cool. I wonder how much better the next-gen version is going to be. It sounds like they're, like, the same game. <laughs> right. Well, new <laughs> gameplay features, expanded game modes. Uh, those two seconds of loading, you know, that's going <laughs> to... Well, that's what I mean. Like, this just sounds like 
like marketing spe- it doesn't like they're the what game mode right. and it's expanded game modes it's not I like heard- saying there's a new game mode the yeah. game modes that you have already are now expanded <laughs> yeah new gameplay features okay that could just be the new sharing stuff that playstation right. 5 has you know mm-hmm. so that's this 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 seems like it's it's i feel like it's gonna be almost the same game just with maybe a little bit better graphics and quicker loading speeds yeah probably i mean probably yeah let's, for being real um unless unless they do some bs where the last gen version is like borked where like they borked. actually take out features to incentivize you to buy the next gen version that well yeah that that could be yeah but it doesn't sound like it to me what i just read sounds like uh they don't have any they're almost the same <laughs> right it sounds like they're they're just saying some stuff to try to <laughs> do some marketing uh magic to try to get you to buy the new stuff right um but anyway i have an article here from Eurogamer. did you look up the uh cyberpunk stuff oh so can get that right look that up let me do that real quick while you do that i will read Eurogamer 2k first to make next gen game editions ten dollars more expensive how many other publishers will follow this week 2k games became the first publisher to announce a markup in pricing for the next gen versions of a console game taking the playstation 5 and xbox series x editions of nba 2k 21 up to 69.99 nice, nice. <laughs> that's a ten dollar increase on the current gen console versions of nba 2k 21 for playstation 4 and xbox one and no the game won't support smart delivery microsoft's f- free cross-gen upgrade pro- program interesting yeah in order to get the next gen version you have to get the kobe bryant version wow it's not, it's not automatic it's similar to what ea is doing with madden where like you you buy madden for xbox one you can play it on series x but you have a year to upgrade right otherwise you you lose it what a bunch of pieces of garbage that's like such a that's scummy prob- thing uh i you, i don't think you put it in the key but there was uh there's a news article that said microsoft is heavily suggesting to developers that smart delivery be made free but they're it's not a hard rule that they're enforcing apparently so not publishers and developers are pretty much allowed to do whatever they want with re- with regards to smart delivery uh, on that matter, per Eurogamer, Cyberpunk 2077's PS4 version will be playable on PlayStation 5 as soon as, as soon as the game launches. Anyone with a PS4 copy will be able to play that on PS5 and receive a free update to improve the game's visuals on Sony's next-gen machine. So it's still a PlayStation 4 version. It's just right. a, a better version. Well, to me, this sounds like you're basically getting a texture pack update. Yeah. Yeah. But Wait, Cyberpunk all... isn't isn't officially coming out on next gen yet. Right. For all so intents that makes purposes, sense. that's what smart delivery on Xbox is with Cyberpunk. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's the thing. Like th- there's no they haven't announced a next gen version of the game. Like here we right. have 2K21 who ha- says we will have a next gen version of the game. Yeah. So they're two separate versions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Smart delivery insinuates that you will get the next gen version if you get the current gen version. Right. Uh, whereas with Cyberpunk, there's just one version. It's the current gen version, right. and they'll put a little coat of polish on it with the next gen console. Right. Kind of I mean, similar to playing it on an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation yeah. 4 Pro. You get uh, the texture I mean, packs or whatever the hell. I'm sure at launch, that's pretty much all it's going to be anyway. Most of these games will just be like texture packs. Right. Um, where am I? Here in the UK, uh, Amazon and Game list the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of NBA 2K21 at 64.99 euros. Nope. Pounds. 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 Come on, I'm bro. sorry. I'm living in, what, 2014? <laughs> a 10-pound markup on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One version at 54.99 pounds. I can't can't read other currencies uh mamba forever edition which works across both consoles within the same family will also be offered but at the even higher cost of 99 dollars. on the decision 2k told ars technica it was a fair representation of the game's value as it had been built from the ground up for the next gen consoles I will, I, you're going to make me buy NBA 2K21 just to prove that that is trash. There's no way they built both versions, set, they developed both of them separately. There's absolutely no way. Uh, I mean, I don't, I know sports game development is like this own weird separate thing from traditional games development where these people basically only have like seven months to make a new version of a game they just made yeah um but it's always like this whenever like the next gen comes around they have a version of the game for every system and there's always like one or two things for the next gen system that's like truly different but like i don't know how they're able to implement that when they only really have like one team just making this game yeah, they would need to, I mean, it's not uncommon for them to make different versions, like one for the Wii <laughs> and then one for the freaking Xbox 360 and PS4, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, PS3. So, or maybe one for the Switch and one for the other consoles. But we're talking current gen and next gen, which are like, there's not much difference. They're, yeah. they're I will be shocked if they were both developed or as they put it the next gen version from the ground up for next gen consoles i that sounds like the biggest bs i've ever heard of my i life. mean i doubt it's literally from the ground up I'm oh sure yeah because it's because it's, sure it's from it's, the ground it's from 2020 is what yeah the the ground is probably the ps4 and then just you know yeah the ground is 2k 2020 yeah uh whatever I, I, we don't play sports games. We don't know anything about this stuff. Uh, we believe our suggested retail price for NBA 2K21 on next-gen platforms fairly represents the value of what's being offered. Power, speed, momentum. What else is Dr. Disrespect saying? <laughs> Power. No, no, he was he was canceled. We don't know by, that. By, we, don't, well, we don't know that yet. By Twitch, at least. Yeah, he was so. canceled. That's true. He was, he was actually canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Power, speed, uh, 
and violence. That's what it is. Momentum and violence. I don't know. Power, speed, and technology that is uh, only possible on new hardware, a 2K spokesperson said. You saw those little sweat droplets in the PS5? uh, Yep. That's a lot of sweat. That's how you know it's a next-gen system, by the sweat. You count the sweat. (laughs) Yeah. While we are confident that NBA 2K21 will be a monumental leap forward for the franchise and a standout visual showcase on next-generation consoles, we recognize that it's our responsibility to prove this value to our fans and NBA 2K players. Yeah, you better get to it, dude. (laughs) Now, we're talking a lot about NBA right now. I know I don't care about NBA 2K21, but this sets a precedent to the rest of the games industry. I, so I get that you probably watched Hamilton and you're all into like American history, but it's precedent. Not I know. President. I, I was hoping, I was hoping uh, I said it quick enough where it went right over your head. <laughs> nope. 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 I'm calling you out on it. You son of a bitch. Let me finish the article and then we'll get okay. into why this is a problem. I'm sure you're a gamer. We'll get to it. The right. costs of AAA video game development have increased significantly since the last wholesale leap in pricing back at the start of the PS3 and Xbox 360 generation. But those increased costs have also been absorbed to some degree by the offer of costlier, cost, costlier <laughs> collector's edition options or the inclusion of in-game microtransactions or DLC. Uh... A report by Eurogamer site, uh, sister. A report by Eurogamer's sister site, GameIndustry.biz. I did not know they were a family of sites. Yeah. Yesterday indicated that other game publishers were considering a similar price raise, though no other company has yet announced such a move. And a ten dollar or ten pound increase is lower percentage-wise than the equivalent increases in prices for cinema ticket prices or Netflix subscription costs since the PS3 and Xbox 360 era. That's a good point as well. Yeah. Uh, Quote, even with the increase to $69.99 for next-gen, that price increase from 2005 to 2020 next-gen is only up 17%, far lower than the other uh, comparisons. Game analyst Yoshio Osaki told the game industry, while the cost of development and publishing have gone up and pricing in other entertainment verticals has also gone up substantially, next-gen software pricing has not reflected these increases. $59.99 to $69.99 does not even cover these other cost increases completely, but does move it more in the proper direction. Uh Complicating all of that is Microsoft's opt-in program for smart delivery, which will deliver the next-gen version of a game for no extra cost. Publishers already signed up to support this, including uh, CD Projekt Red for Cyberpunk 2077 and Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I did not know that. It will likely be uh, difficult for all publishers to increase prices on games this year, while current-gen versions are released and offer upgrades in that way. Beyond that, though, time will tell how much we're we're paying for AAA console games in 2021 and beyond. So that's what Eurogamer has to say. Right. Um, So I seemed a little... uh, uh, angry at 2k for this but it's because they're doing it in a dumb way i I actually don't think it's a big deal to increase uh 
the price of i mean it's a big deal but i don't think i think games should cost more yeah i think games are too cheap right now especially big triple a games yes i think that 2k is being really stupid about it yeah um they should just freaking have smart delivery there's no reason not to, to hide that behind a paywall yeah um but games cost way they've been costing more and more to develop and they've been the same price since forever since 2005 yeah but even before that they so games in like the sega genesis era they ranged yeah i think all the way up to the n64 game prices ranged from like uh 50 bucks all the way i remember mortal kombat trilogy on n64 was 75 dollars at launch i think there were some sega genesis games that were 80 dollars. yeah yeah which is crazy yeah. uh it's crazy yeah. it's insane and, and and you know inflation happened and games still cost 60 dollars or 50 dollars yeah. and then went up to 60 dollars mm-hmm. uh d- and development costs shot up inflation yeah. made the games worth less and, and I'll go on. Well, I was going to say because, you know, games remain 60 bucks, but development prices kept going up. That's why we started to see a lot of microtransactions and DLC and, you know, special editions and things like that to try and offset the cost of development. They yes. were pushed a lot more and they wanted you to get those because that's how they were going to get their money back, not from buying, you know, the box standard game. Yeah. And that's, those are, publishers those are those are practices that a lot of gamers think are really scummy and they hate that they hate that games have microtransactions now they hate that uh there's dlc out the wazoo i wish they could just be included in the game but it's because games cost so little to purchase that these publishers are trying to shove these other incentives down your throat to try to pull more money out of you um so I just pulled up the Toys R Us circular. Uh, 1993. I wish I could make this bigger. I don't know. Um, where was it? Doesn't go right to the friggin' picture, of course. Oh, here it is. So that oh, that's it. So this is the Sega Genesis games. Mm-hmm. Uh. They range from fifty dollars to sixty-five dollars. Uh, you got Cool Spot for fifty-five dollars. You got Mortal Kombat the first one for sixty dollars. Are you kidding me? Echo the Dolphin fifty dollars. The cheapest one here is Bulls and Blazers, which is what we, we had, had right? That. We had that game. Yeah, we had that. And the cartridge was massive. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of other stuff in there. Forty dollars. What's what was the most expensive game there? Uh, <laughs> Royal Rumble. <laughs> also, Streets of Rage. Uh, oh, nice. sixty-five dollars. Sixty-five. So, sixty-five dollars in nineteen ninety-three is the equivalent of a hundred and seventeen dollars and seventy-one cents in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. That so so games should cost more is what we're trying to say. Yeah. There was also Super Nintendo. I completely just glossed right over Super Nintendo here. <laughs> It's probably more important to our audience. Yeah. Uh, $70 for the regular Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. $70 for something Barbie. I th- oh, no, that's Street Fighter. <laughs> Is that Street Fighter? Yeah, it's Street Fighter. Who's 
who's E Honda fighting on the cover? Isn't it Chun Li and Ryu? No, that's uh, who is that? That's somebody else. Um, anyway, Yoshi's Cookie, which is not a fifty dollars game, is fifty dollars. Uh, another basketball game uh, for seventy dollars. Who's the guy with the eye patch in Street Fighter? Sagat. Sagat. That's who he's fighting. He's fighting Sagat. Oh, Street Fighter Two Turbo. That's the, that's, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Sonic 3D Blast was sixty dollars. <laughs> Looking at this man, it's wow, wow. Okay, so this <laughs> you got freaking. This is 1996 now that I'm going to. Before it was 1993. This is 1996. Okay. Games are still $70. You got Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, that looks like Ultimate. $70. Um, and then you also got Sega Saturn games that are only $53. Well, remember. Because those are discs. And when when games switched to CDs, things got a little bit cheaper because CDs were cheaper to make. Cartridges were always more expensive. That's why Nintendo 64 games. That's why Mortal Kombat Trilogy on the N64 was 75 bucks because it was a cartridge. The same game on PlayStation was like I think 20 bucks cheaper. I thought it was it was because nobody bought a Sega Saturn and they were already trying to make it cheaper. I mean, there's that, but so think about that. That generational leap actually made games cheaper. Right. That's crazy. Uh, our point here is that games have pretty much been the same price since forever in the freaking uh, Xbox 360, PS3. Well, when did it jump up to 60? Was it Xbox 360 and PS3? Yeah, it was 2005. That was Xbox so 360. So original Xbox and PS2 era, that was probably the cheapest games have ever been. Yeah. Uh, and they, they still shouldn't have been that cheap. That was well, 10 years after this stuff. Yeah. It seems like they've always hovered around like the $50 price point. But as we've seen, $50 in 1993 is not the same thing as $50 today. Right. So it should have, it really should have gone up like $10 every console generation. Games should be like AAA games should be $120 right now if we're going by inflation. Also, the cost of development. That too. Yeah. Cost of development has gone up yeah. an insane amount. G- games cost so much more than uh, movies and stuff cost yeah. now. They also make a little bit more. Um, but back in the day, it wasn't, you didn't have to make a whole freaking movie if you wanted to make a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, when everything switched over to HD, like that didn't help because then they had to make like all the assets bigger. And that took a lot more time and effort to do. And now that we're switching over to 4K, we're seeing the same thing. Yeah, we're seeing higher res textures and whatnot. Yeah, which means more development time and you know much more difficulty in making the games. Yes. Yeah. The teams need to be much bigger than they were back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could find like the development costs for certain games. Like, I'd love to know the development cost of Mortal Kombat Three versus the development cost of Mortal <laughs> Kombat Eleven. Because I'm sure Eleven costs way more. I remember um, there's a Wikipedia page that like had a list of like the most expensive video game budgets, and it was all American companies. <laughs> <laughs> of course, 
I think Shenmue was the most expensive Japanese game. And then it's it, since then, like, every Call of Duty has eclipsed it. There's a lot in that. There's a lot in Shenmue. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty is a big budget game that costs a lot. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto. But they take many, many years to release Grand Theft Auto games. So according to Wikipedia, the most expensive game ever made, which I, if you include uh, development cost, marketing, and inflation, is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Wow. I would have thought Grand Theft Auto 5. Well, Grand Theft Auto 5 is right below it. Grand Theft Auto 5 costs $137 million to develop. And apparently had a smaller marketing budget than Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Wow. Yeah. That's and then you And then you have, uh, you know, Star Wars The Old Republic, Halo 2, uh, Final Fantasy 7. Okay, maybe that's the most expensive Japanese game. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. All these games that you don't think cost a lot of money to make Wait, cost insert absurd amounts of money. Which Final Fantasy VII? The, the first one. The original. That's up there? Yeah. With the highest budget games? Uh, about, yeah, about 40 to $50 million back in 1997 money. Wow. So adjusted for inflation, you know, with total cost, you know, with marketing, you're looking at 127 to $231 million. That was also like four discs, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, the Final Fantasy VII Remake is two discs and not even the whole game. <laughs> you gotta buy it more than once. We don't yeah. even know how many parts it's gonna be. Yeah, so, so well, that's a good example. Because like, if you can make a full game on three discs or four discs back in 1997, but now the equivalent game can't even fit on two, yeah. and you have to release it over the span of several years, mm -hmm. you know, what better example than that, that game development is like going up in price and scope and features and it's insanity uh somebody in the chat space whale says imagine paying 120 dollars for the last of us uh for the last of us two that's another thing like that i think about a lot like the last of us part two or part one both cost 60 dollars yeah 60 dollars uh there are other games like well, I'm struggling to think of one right now. Um, what's another six? Oh, freaking like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is also $60. <laughs> and like one of them like should probably cost more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's a that's an argument that only really happens in video games because, you know, people will often say, oh, this game's 60 bucks but it's only like a six hour game. Meanwhile, if I buy this $60 game, it's like 40 hours. Yeah. We don't talk about this with like movies. You know, a movie ticket is $15 regardless if it, the movie's 90 minutes or two hours. Right. You know, it's, it's only with video games. We feel like we get ripped off, you know, if we're not getting our money's worth. And I think that's because, you know, prices are so high, you know, you want to make sure you're getting the best for your $60 or now $70. Back in the day, like we just saw, Genesis and uh, Super Nintendo era, there were varying prices of games. Yeah, I think that's a fine, <laughs> yeah, a fine world to live in, where like games that have a much bigger scope could probably charge more. The well, problem I is that game companies are so comfortable just maxing it out, yeah. just charging the most. I think now, like with the rise of like indie development and like you know, digital distribution and smaller games, we're seeing more 
varying price points. Right. But the problem is when people think of video games, they think of Call of Duty and, you know, Grand Theft Auto and games like that, big ass triple A games uh, that, you know, cost sixty dollars. I buy. love that there are smaller do- download only games that are like yeah. ten to fifteen to twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. I rarely see thirty dollar ones, but there's a big gap, you know? There's the yeah. twenty dollar games and then there's the straight up sixty dollar games. Uh-huh. It's rare to see a game for just straight up forty bucks. Um Usually they can push that extra twenty bucks because they just feel like they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's about time to start charging seventy dollars for games. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's that much more. Uh, another problem this this brings is that we're gonna start seeing uh, <laughs> online subscription services cost more. Yeah. Uh, back when PS3. And Xbox 360 started charging sixty dollars for games. They brought up the price of their uh, online services. Right. Well, Sony created an online service. They didn't have PlayStation Plus back in the PS2 era. It took them a yeah, but they launched it at fifty. Right. And then it took them a while, and then they eventually they were like, "We're doing 60. Yeah. And same thing. My you know Xbox Live did the same thing. They said right. we we originally launched this to match the price of a game. We're making it sixty dollars, so we're gonna see the same thing. I don't know what the hell Nintendo is gonna do. Uh, I mean, theirs is super cheap anyway. But Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus are probably gonna cost seventy dollars now. Yeah, at least by the midpoint of next generation. And we're just assuming all of this because uh, freaking two K. Well, I think it's pretty safe to assume two uh, yeah. K. Like they're a big AAA developer. The NBA games have cost you know, $60 since, you know, games cost $60. So, and you know, NBA 2K is like one of the top game franchises out there. So if they're saying the next gen games are going to cost 70, I think that's a pretty good indication that that's the way game pricing is heading. Yeah. Uh, what does this mean for like, like this is a weird thing for smart delivery because smart delivery is not supposed to cost any extra money. Right. But if all Xbox Series X games are going to be $70, does that mean like the Xbox One version of Halo 6 is going to be $70? I don't think so. I mean, well, Halo maybe, but like Assassin's Creed, I don't see them doing a $70 version for the Xbox One. Yeah, so that means... Does that mean you could just get ten dollars off by buying the last gen version, theoretically, and then yeah. put it in your Series X, and then yeah. You... So something's we something's weird there. That's a weird thing. It's, not, it's just not explained right now. Yeah, we we need clarification right. on that. I mean, well, yeah, because smart delivery is supposed to be free, so they can't charge you for upgrading your game. Yeah, but. There is a premium price to be paid for the next gen games if this right. is to be believed. Well, technically, you know, the premium price is buying the system. Well, you know, you have to buy a, a Series well, X in order to play the Series X version of Assassin's Creed. Yes, but when I say premium price, I mean that the games are going to cost $70. Right, right. And it seems like you can skirt around that by just buying the last gen version if it has smart delivery. Yeah. So. Something there's something unexplained there that yeah. that we need clarification on. Um, but all signs point to seventy dollars next gen games. 
mm-hmm. obviously Nintendo is completely oblivious to all of this and they're probably still going to yeah. charge $60 for everything, which is totally fine. I still can't believe that the Nintendo Switch counts as a current-gen console. Like, a, like it's, it's in the same generation as PS4, Xbox One, and the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense I mean, to me. technically it is in terms of, like, hardware power. Yeah, but you that know, doesn't was- mean anything. Hardware power isn't indicative. Well, hardware power to the Wii U. Yeah, but Wii U was the same. Oh, no, Wii was the same hardware as a GameCube, and that's a right. different generation. Well, it was more powerful than a GameCube. It was barely more powerful in the same way this is barely more powerful than a Wii U. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't make the rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's why I'm saying it's stupid that the, that the Switch doesn't count as a next-gen console. Yeah. Um, but anyway... That's all I got to say about uh, the price of games. There's a lot of unanswered questions. It's looking like they're going to be $70. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that as long as there's no weird, scummy, dumb stuff like 2K's doing. I feel like nobody's saying it, but what's also going to become the norm, at least like in the launch window or like within the next year or so, is... If you buy the special, the only way to get the next gen version of the game is to buy the special edition, like what Two K did. Yes, We're, we will. You know, they're not going to say it outright, but bet your ass, uh, Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> if you want the, the PS Five version and you buy the PS Four version, you got to get the hundred dollar, uh, f- you know, Rebel Leader pack or that, whatnot. That's an example I was trying to think of. That game is going to be $40. Mm-hmm. What a... That was a shock when, yeah. when they said that. So so what the hell with the next-gen version? What the hell? I don't know. That's bizarre. That's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got Super Chats. We got yeah. Mega Dragon 101 with 10 smackers. Been having trouble with Super Chat recently. Where... Some hasn't been going through. Is it because of my end or yours? Nothing's because of us. Yes. Don't blame us. We just go through Streamlabs and YouTube. Uh, Also, Bob, tell us some GameStop horror stories like the, the, I think they're saying the crutch one you said on Twitter. Uh, All right. That's his crouch. Yeah, I know, but I know know what they mean. They mean crutch. Okay. Uh, This is real quick. One time, I think it was the Modern Warfare 3 Midnight launch the midnight launch uh people would come in and they would get uh pre-rung up for the game so we'd give them a receipt and we'd write down a number and you know it's basically like they give us a ticket and we just give them the game they already paid for it they got pre-rung for it uh and a guy came in with crutches he like had a broken leg or something Mm -hmm. and it was it was basically it was like 11.59 or something and we rung him up and I said, you know, instead of making you go all the way to the back of the line, we'll just give you the game. Just wait here a minute. Like, wait to the side for like two seconds. And so he waited to the side, turned yeah. to midnight. I just handed him the game and he went He went out. So he didn't have to wait online because I felt bad. Right. He walks outside. Uh, he holds the bag up to the line and then goes, suckers, throws his crutches into the back of his pickup truck, <laughs> runs around it, and then peels out. <laughs> so, kids. When they start doing midnight launches again. So we got had. I got had. Yeah. I got had. Anyway. The super chat thing, I don't know. That's uh, Hopefully you're not being charged for any of this stuff. You should look at your statement. Yeah. Uh, but that's a YouTube problem or a Streamlabs problem. 
Pro no, it's a YouTube problem. It's a YouTube problem. Beth Ann Oxendale, 15 months in a row. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Age Tech with five ruples. New game for Switch. Oh, God damn. <laughs> New game for Switch. Him and her. 99 cents or coins. Good game. Well, now, he I'm, says I'm it's not a good playing game. this game out of principle now. So speaking of uh, next-gen pricing, uh, 99 cents for a, for a <laughs> video game on the Switch. So is the next-gen version going to be uh, $2 or what? Is this one of them games that's super cheap just to make it into the bestsellers page? Is it one of those? I got a video on that. Anyway. Uh, next news. Uh, Possible oh. Nintendo Direct. Everyone's favorite story. Guess what? Speculation of a new Nintendo Direct. Here it is. Oh, here we go. All articles reporting to this one random Reddit post. <laughs> uh, so... Yes, allow, allow this. Uh, it's really just Jeff Grubb. Uh, what does he do? What's his thing? Uh, he's that guy. He's a guy. He's uh, some friggin' journalist or something. Um, the Eternal Mess. Uh, so this is the Summer Games announcements, I guess. Yeah. Uh, July 7th, Nakon. Warfra uh, July 11th, Warframe. Tenocon. July 12th, Ubisoft E3 thing. July 20th, Dev Showcase. That's a random Dev Showcase, I guess. July, week of the 20th, Xbox Game Studio reveal, which we just learned is the 21st. Yes, the 21st. Okay. Uh, Riot and Blizzard is having an event. So he just listed all the stuff. And then at the end, it says, Wildcard Nintendo. Who knows when that'll be? And then he got a reply from Kellios who says, you forgot Nintendo Direct in July. Cat face of mode, emoticon. Uh, in, the po in the post replying to Jeff Grubb that states that a Nintendo Direct could possibly be coming in July, this person, Kellios, also called the Nintendo Direct Mini in March. So that tweet says, uh, it's translated from uh, French. Mm -hmm. According to the reliable source that I have, not from Nintendo Direct in February, but in March. So Nintendo Direct in March instead of February. The 26th. They're guessing the 26th. And then it ended up happening. Um, so this person has been right before. And that's okay. the only indication that there's going to be a <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Uh, I am incredibly skeptical because... So here, okay. So it would make sense because Nintendo should have had a big direct because, like, for E3, they probably had something planned for E3. Yeah. However, uh, they scrapped it because they just randomly announced uh, uh, Paper Mario. They probably wanted Paper Mario to be announced early. Yeah. Because they probably, it's possible that they delayed their their E three direct, and they wanted to get the news about Paper Mario out anyway because that game's coming out this week. Really? Oh crap! Yeah, it's coming out like uh, I, I think so. Yeah. What's it called? Paper Mario Origami King. Yeah. Comes out seventeenth. 
next week, next Friday. Comes out next Friday. Um, so they wanted to get the news out about that because the game comes out very soon. Uh, it's possible they have a lot of other stuff to announce in a direct form. But Nintendo themselves said that they might not be doing directs anymore. They might just start releasing stuff like they did with Paper Mario. They might right. might just throw it out on Twitter. So it's possible there was a direct planned. And it's possible that they're not doing directs anymore. So this could happen. This could not happen. Right. This is a non-story, basically. We don't know <laughs> if anything's happening. It's just like every other, hey, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct, <laughs> just you wait story. So it, maybe this is the runoff from E3. Maybe they retooled it. Maybe there's some new stuff in it. Uh, yeah. But I'm willing to bet that... I mean, it would be nice because I, I would like... It's been a while since the Nintendo Direct. It's yeah. the Nintendo Direct Mini was the last one we got in March. Um and we need that we we don't we still don't know what's coming out later this year on mm-hmm. on the Switch. We only know of Paper Mario. And that's it. There's nothing on the docket for Nintendo at all after that. Yeah. Or Nintendo published games. Um so we do need to know something, but it's also possible they'll just throw that stuff on Twitter. Which is a shame because that's Nintendo Directs are great for smaller games or smaller companies yeah. to put a spotlight on them. Like I wouldn't have known Fogs existed if it wasn't in a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um. So I I wish that there I I hope that there is a Nintendo Direct, but we don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah. All right. That's it on that. Okay. Uh, we did Unless you have that. anything to say about it, Will. I mean, not really. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same same crap all the time. Oh, hey, is the Nintendo Direct happening tomorrow? Just just you wait, and then nothing. And then tomorrow comes, and they're like, hey, hey, Nintendo Direct next week. That's what I said. But we do know about Summer Games Fest and Microsoft's plans for it, don't we, Bob? Oh, sure. Let's talk about that now. But first... Oh, okay. We got a super chat. Uh, TTR with $5. 4K Blu-rays, $35 plus. Less entertainment longevity. Can these be compared? Are movies not overpriced as they offer only 110 minutes of entertainment? So I get what he's saying. So like a a, a 4K Blu-ray, if you were to buy a 4K Blu-ray, that generally costs, you know, at least $10 more than a regular Blu-ray, which itself costs about $10 more than if you wanted to get the DVD. I don't think that's an apt comparison because back when Blu-rays first came out, they were $35 or, you know, the equivalents therein. And then, you know, when 4K came out, you know, those took over the, the more expensive price point and Blu-ray sort of like got cheaper to sell because they got cheaper to make and whatnot. Um, so wait wait regular blu-rays were 35 plus and roughly now, the, and the now 4k blu-rays are 35 plus yeah or you know probably a little bit more because that actually follows inflation so, so. They, they're not even they're not even increasing the price per generation uh they are and they aren't i mean because when when blu-rays first came out they were like ridiculously expensive they were like 40 dollars mm-hmm. for the blu-ray version of some movies 
and then you know 4k came out and then those became the more expensive version well i think 35 they're 35 now because like you know they're more prevalent and they're going down in price i've only ever bought one blu-ray in my life and it was trigun badlands rumble (laughs) it was the only blu-ray i ever bought uh but i would looking at this saying that 4k blu-rays are 35 dollars plus i would say yeah, it's it's a good comparison because games should be more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Games should be well, more expensive, like a lot more than that. <laughs> well, also, too, you have to c- consider home video is not where movies make their money. They mm-hmm. make their money either in theaters or through uh, cable TV deals. That's where they make their money. When you hear stories about like, oh, this movie was a surprise hit on home video, that's because it was. Like people were like people are not expected to make that much money on home video releases. Mm-hmm. So you know it's either through home box off, you know the box office that they get for theatrical releases, or if like TNT buys a movie, for, buys like the cable rights to a movie for like an absurd amount of money. That's that's how movies become profitable. Mm-hmm. So home media is really just like a secondary market. It's just like it's like a side hustle basically. We also got Ben Beth Ann Oxendale with uh, $6.99 Canadian. Nice. Will opinion on Umbrella Academy? Is it worth watching? Absolutely. I am very excited for season two, which launches at the end of the month. Uh, Umbrella Academy, for those of you who don't know, is a Netflix original series based on the Dark Horse comic series by My Chemical Romance's Gerard Way and artist Gabriel Ba. And it's really good. So there. <laughs> the show's good? Show is very good, yeah. Good. Uh, okay. There's Summer Game Fest demo event, July 21st, to an Xbox Ye- near you. We knew about this, didn't we? Yes, but now we have detail. So last week, I think we talked about this, how they're, uh, Microsoft is going to do uh, demos. Yeah. They said over 60 demos. That you will just be able to play, which is what I've been saying forever that this is how conventions should be. They should yeah. just let everybody play the freaking demos. And the reason they don't do that is because they don't want people data mining their demos. I say, don't put anything in your demos you don't want data mined. You idiot, you dumb, stupid head. I understand that it's actually very hard to make a good demo, a, a vertical slice, as they call it, mm-hmm. in the industry, um, because you, you want to show. You want a good representation of what your game is going to be without giving too much away. But that said, like, just do the second level of the game. (laughs) It's like, that's not that hard. Jesus. So many games release in alpha now. So, like, just release the demo. to. If you're going to give it to a journalist... Why not just give it to everybody? The journalist is just going to write what they saw. And it, well, at least the journalist should be professional enough to understand that what they're playing is alpha. Yeah, but you, you give that to the public and they'll like rip it to shreds. But then you have cases like SpongeBob, where I played it like two months before it came out, and I was like, "This sucks! Like, why yeah. is why are they showing me a?" a very unfinished part of the game when the game comes out in two months like that's i think it's really stupid to say that journalists have like the perspective that the public doesn't and that's why they need to distill it into an article for the public to read what i mean 
what I'm trying to say, like uh, when you're a game journalist and you are playing something that's alpha, mm-hmm. you're under the assumption that, you know, the game is supposed to get better by the time it's, you know, it sees release. Granted, two months before release is nowhere near enough time to get a game from alpha to gold, mm-hmm. uh, gold being, you know, releasable state. Um, my, what I was trying to get at is, you know, is having a journalist play an alpha build, you know, well before it's intended release, as opposed to just releasing the alpha build, you know, to the public, you know, though, those are different things. If you, when you release something to the public, it's under the assumption that it's done. Well, that's my argument is not anymore. Did Daisy ever come out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That's that's like one example. But then you have like, you know, some Assassin's Creed games launch very unfinished. Right. right. And it's, you know, it's clear that, you know, you're expecting a finished game and it, this is clearly not finished. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. But but like you we've both played many trade show demos. Right. Have you ever played one where you knew that you would think differently about it than the public? I can't think of one. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you, you it's not like it's not like you have that's what I mean. Like the only reason these trade show demos exist is so that the 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 uh the publisher can sit down with the journalist and like rub their shoulders and like you know like give them free stuff and try to like coax them into liking the game that's the only right. reason they exist well all right i'll, I'll give you you know I, and I bring this up all the time when i saw avengers at e3 mm-hmm. it looked very rough and not good and then when i played it at new york comic-con a few months later there was a noticeable improvement in quality right so that's that's what i'm talking about but, this but understanding but, that if you know seeing something in an early state and then seeing it actually develop and become better over time but whereas but, but, just releasing the unfinished state and hoping people don't notice but you straight up said well that's i think we're arguing two different things i'm just arguing Probably. that everybody should be able to play the demo right because you straight up said that game is going to be rough. Like I yeah. played, uh, looking at the demo, that demo looks rough. Then you played it and you're like, it looks better than I just saw before, but it's still rough. Right. I don't think, I think a regular old person who played the demo would think the same thing. And that's why I think it's ridiculous that uh, these demos aren't just put on the internet for everybody to have. Right. Well, I my my whole thing is, you know, if as long as they make it clear that this is an un, this is in an unfinished state. Yeah, it sounds like we're debating demos versus alphas. Right. Well, and and, and that's alphas are different. Well, nowadays, well nowadays it's beta, and beta is just basically a glorified demo. They they well, like and alphas. Right. Well, they they gussy it up by saying like, oh, it's limited. Oh, you're helping us you know, test the network code or whatnot. Yeah, but, but a lot of these alphas and betas are pretty much just finished versions of the game. But but we're we're talking about right now these 60 brand new game demos that Microsoft is right. going to put out. Mm-hmm. And this is in lieu of having an E3 style event. Right. This is what I'm saying. Like, I, I still think that things like Warzone being pushed out in the state yeah. that it was in, no. 
they should have held that a little more and like polished it up a little bit. Um, but these demos, I think they're better served on people's Xboxes than they are in a trade show format. Right. That's what I'm saying. And look, I'm not against releasing, you know, demos and betas and whatnot of games that were supposed to be at E3. You know, I think, you know, having the public play them is just a better idea than just telling people that this is going to be a good game. Let them play it for themselves. I just think, you know, if if it's clear that these games are not finished or unpolished, you know, people need to be aware of that before they just jump to conclusions and say this game is going to suck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand. Like, there's demos on the eShop that yeah, it's it's a finished game, and you could just play part of it before you buy it. That is different than this, which is these games are not out yet. Yeah, or presumably not. I don't know. There's sixty of them. Um, so that's a little different. But also, it's a marketing tool, so they should this demo should be polished to, as to the best of their ability. Because right. people are going to judge the game on that. And journalists would have done the same thing and then they would have wrote about it and then everybody else would have just listened to it from that. I j- My point is that journalists aren't... Uh, they don't have like... Like the 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 eye <laughs> to like yeah. distill the information and then give it to the public. Like the public has just as much knowledge. You can just play the game and determine yourself whether or not it's good. You don't need to write, read an article about it. Yeah. I think it's better that way. You know, play The Last of Us for yourself. Don't listen to what everybody else right. is saying about it. Yeah. No, especially with games. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, did you know that Microsoft's going to have a bunch of demos? <laughs> uh, Summer Game Fest demo event coming July 21st to an Xbox One near you. If you've been lucky, this is via news.xbox.com. There you go. If you've been lucky enough to attend E3, PAX, Games... Wait, this is from July 1st? That was... Yeah, we did talk about this. We talked about this. Did we? Yeah, we talked about this. There's more demos, though, it seems. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, no, no, this is the... Okay, so this article is the same. We talked about this already. Oh, yeah, we did. Destroy All Humans, Haven, Hellpoint, Skatebird. But then there's another thing that says this week, July 3rd. Uh, This week on Xbox. This might just be a recap of the week. Oh, it is. It looks like. There was some new information about this, though. Yeah. Oh, Microsoft has their own event. Or Mike? That, no. There, it's another f- gameplay demonstration, I think. Yeah, they're doing a thing. Yeah. And it's on July 21st, isn't it? Oh, let me look it up. I'm trying to look it up. They basically just said there's going to be new information on the new consoles, which yeah. is which is not in that article. Uh, is this? Here we go. Microsoft Xbox Series X games event set for July 23rd with Halo Infinite and more. This is Windows Central. Microsoft gears up to show the best of Xbox Series X later this month with a dedicated live showcase on July 23rd. That's what we're talking about. All right. Oh, so there's a second one. There's a second one. So the demo event is July 21st. Yeah. Okay. So this sounds like what would have been their E3 press conference. Okay. Well, it sounds like they're both. 
<laughs> the E3 press right. conference. Microsoft has outlined plans to host its next Xbox Series X game showcase on July 23rd, providing a sample of upcoming titles headed to the next generation. Hotly anticipated live stream promises a variety of planned Xbox Series X releases, including its first party lineup under the Xbox Game Studios family. While the game roster remains a mystery, Halo Infinite is among the confirmed attendees. Uh, Microsoft presents its Xbox Game Showcase as a digital-only live stream adapting around current world events amidst the cancellation of top industry shows like E3 and Gamescom. The show runs from 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. British Standard Time, um, and 6 p.m. I believe that's Central European on Thursday, July 23rd. Uh, the show will be broadcast on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and other prevalent live streaming platforms. Not Mixer, apparently. <laughs> uh, Forgot about that. Yeah. Or fa- oh wait, it does say Facebook. It does say Facebook. Microsoft has also announced a pre-show stream hosted by friend of the show Jeff Keeley, scheduled for for one hour prior as part of the ongoing Game Summerfest. So July twenty third, nine a.m. Pacific, twelve p.m. Eastern, there will be a live show showcasing Xbox Series X. So, do we know how long? Because they, I hate Microsoft events. I didn't even watch the last one. I mean, things like this usually last like, what, two hours at most? Yeah, like one to two hours. I'm, I want like an E3 presser right? just online. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't want what they do with the Xbox. What do they call them? The inside Xboxes where oh, they yeah. just talk for like four hours and they interview yeah, the devs no, and stuff. It sounds like this is going to be more like their E3 presentation mm-hmm. rather than like whatever the hell inside Xbox usually does. That's what I want. I, and yeah. we're hoping that this gives information on the Lockhart system. Yes. So we're going to get Halo Infinite. They said we're getting Halo Infinite information. Yeah. Which is good because that's going to be a launch title and we still haven't yeah. seen much. Um, But yeah, we're, we're hearing rumors about Lockhart. Where the hell's Lockhart? Yeah. And also, maybe we'll get a price. Although, is, are we still in a war with freaking PlayStation to see who's going to release the price first? Probably. You know, yeah. Um, uh, also expect to see other titles from Microsoft's wealth of franchises, namely the next Forza installment after a one-year hiatus. We also may see Senua's Saga Hellblade 2 and Everwild following a brief teasers late last year, even with the assumed launches far beyond 2020. Other titles scheduled for this calendar year also seem all but confirmed, such as Grounded, Microsoft Flight Simulator, or Wasteland 3. So Microsoft is- Flight Simulator, baby. Yeah, those are just some other titles that they think could be showcased right yeah uh don't forget microsoft bought like a billion studios last year yes and rumor has it they might be buying wb interactive yeah that would be wild yeah especially when you consider that they're just buying the studios and none of the ip (laughs) associated with that this is a this next gen is going to be a weird time because i think microsoft is going to have all these studios and then release these games on all platforms yeah, I don't think they're gonna have exclusives still. It's weird, man. Yeah, it's it, this. It, we're learning a lot about this world of next gen. I'm not prepared for it at all. 
Remember, we were like, it's a little early to do another gen. The PlayStation Four and five and and uh, and Xbox One is so young. They're yeah. not, dude. We're just old. I know. I know. Twenty thirteen. Well, twenty thirteen seems like you know, thirty years ago at this point. The PlayStation Four came out when the Wolf Den started. Yes. Or like a week after or something. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yep. Think about that. Uh. Anyway. Uh. I'm. I really hope this is like an X. Like like a, like an E three type deal. Yeah. And we get a lot more information on the Series X and potentially Lockhart. All that's confirmed so far is Halo. I hope it's not freaking an hour of Halo. I'm going to play the new Halo, but I have never been that into Halo. It will probably be a significant chunk to Halo. It better be gameplay. It better not just be a trailer of Master Chief walking out into the sunrise saying something cool and then the logo. Yeah. And... and- we need some multiplayer because yeah. everybody loves the Halo multiplayer. Um, they've said they're not doing Battle Royale. They said they're ne- that's not a game mode that they're going to have. I mean, probably not, but maybe Halo 7 will have it. Yeah. I feel like at this point, if you're a first-person shooter and you don't have a Battle Royale mode, like you're missing something. I think Battle Royale is just a new game mode, just like Team Deathmatch was, or Capture yeah, the Flag, just, you know? Or Horde mode. Or horror mode, yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. a different mode, and and like, yeah. at first it was a game genre, but yeah. but now it seems more like a game type. In yeah. it, 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 it's a it's a it's a mode inside of a, it's a game mode. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Just like capture the flag or team deathmatch or horror mode. Um, yeah. So I have I have big hopes for for this. You got July 21st the demos, and then July 23rd. This whole thing. They should have started yeah. with this whole thing and then ended with the demos. Also, it's on a Thursday. <laughs> so it's not like we can even freaking talk about it on the show. Yep. I'll probably stream it, though, on twitch.tv slash Wolfden. Hey. All right. Super chat. Hytham G with 10 smackers. Uh, didn't beat uh, Mecha Dragon, though. She's still the stream sponsor uh hytham g you guys beards are so bushy you guys need to trimmed those beards nice and neat without shaving the whole thing off and i am excited for halo infinite and do you guys think xbox series x will fail the market so as of now my full-time day job uh is still close i'm still at work from home until September 11th officially so this might not be going anywhere for at least another two months my listen I trimmed this thing I haven't trimmed it in a while but it's tri- listen this is shaped real nice don't give me any nonsense okay I, I pretty much just trim here so I can eat unencumbered and have ice it. cream nice yes yeah uh, also I got a dollar shave club sponsorship coming up so don't worry that it will I, I probably I probably should do this. I, you I gotta do like, it. You gotta you gotta shape the bottom a little. I'm just so, so lazy, and at this point, it's just gonna be so much hair. I might as well just wait until I do the whole thing. I'm, I'm I look like if Jason Manzukis was like hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I look like right now. Um. Um. Oh, there was more to that. Uh. Yeah. Just they they, they just spent a long time on the beard. <laughs> I got yeah. blindsided. Obviously, yeah. Um. 
excited for excited Halo, for Infinite. Halo Infinite. Do you guys think the Series X will fail at the market? It's way too early to tell. It's way too early to tell. So far, they haven't done anything obviously offensive, mm-hmm. like come out with a ridiculously high price point and act like that's okay, or you know, try to say you know, oh, all of our weird DRM practices are actually good. You're the idiot for thinking they're bad. Yeah, they haven't done a re a redo of uh, 2013. Yeah, or so, no, 20, 2012. No, it's 2013. 2013 E3. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. So we won't know until the system comes out. At this point, I don't think, or, or, or until we get some prices. Right, uh, prices prices yeah. is a big determining factor to to who will True. win the console war. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Like Sony hasn't really done anything too egregious either, right? But I don't know. I feel like Microsoft is more obvious with its, you know, customer friendly ideals like backwards compatibility, smart delivery, uh, X Cloud, the the whole plan anywhere scenario, things like that. Well, I, so. I I think Microsoft, it's leaning in their favor by like a hair. But it could, it could tip the other way at any moment. Right. Uh, Milshank Jones with 420. Nice. nice. Will, keep the beard growing. You look epic. Thank you. See? It's, it, it's hard because, you know, my daughter is in, in the grabbing phase of her development. And she, one time, she grabs my beard all the time and pulls. And it, it hurts. Uh, and one time she grabbed my beard with both of her hands and then put her foot on my Adam's apple and just yanked. <laughs> She's trying to come up. She, 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 she thought you were a Colossus. Yeah, yeah, basically. And the geek chick over here is a member on YouTube. Oh, thank you. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, limited run games in a thing today. Oh, boy. I couldn't well, I- find like a good article that had it all summarized. Um, this is from their website themselves. Right. They, they they had like a little stream today where they announced just a bunch of new games, and there are right. a lot. Uh, limited yeah, Run that... does limited runs of physical game releases. Uh, limited Run Games today revealed dozens of physical game announcements throughout their LRG3 live stream. I only heard about this because other people were tweeting about it, and they were very excited. <laughs> Kunai and and Yeast Origin are available to pre-order for the Nintendo Switch now. In addition, physical limited runs of Star Wars Episode One Racer will be available to purchase for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PC this Friday, July 10th, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Get on it! <laughs> the full list of, announcement of announced games is below. A Boy and His Blob, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2, which I have to get a code for. That's the 8-bit one, right? Yes. The first one was great. Curse of the Moon was awesome. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't played it yet. Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling, which everybody's telling me to play. Right. But it's Super Mario. uh, Super Mario. It's Paper Mario. And uh, I'm just going to play Paper Mario. Carry On, which looks awesome. This is that, like, weird, like, horror-looking, like, The Thing-type game where you're the thing. (laughs) That looks really cool. That's, yeah. Uh, it's coming to Switch, physical. Uh, Castle, all of these are physical. Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which is a big deal I saw articles about. 
uh, getting a physical. Demon Turf, I don't know that one. Garrow, Mark of the Wolves, Grandia HD Collection, Gris. That didn't have a physical? I guess not. And apparently neither did Katana Zero, the next game on the list. Ooh, I might buy that. November. Mm-hmm. Kunai, uh, Mega Dimension, Neptunia 7? Yeah, 7. Mighty Gunvolt Burst. We don't need a physical for Mighty Gunvolt Burst. Uh, my friend Pedro. That didn't have a physical? Observer. Papers, please, on Vita. So, Do I have... I got to see if I have the Vita version of Papers, Please from like PlayStation Plus. That's a game I've always meant to play and just never got around to. You probably have it on Steam. I probably got it somewhere. I think I have the, the, the developer that also did the return of the Obra Dinn and that finally came to Switch. I need to just buy that. Yes. Pixel Junk Eden 2 for Switch. Return of the Obra Dinn on Switch. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'll just get the physical version. River City Girls Zero. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Nice. I uh, do have papers, please, on Vita. Shantae Switch Game Boy Color. So, I, I saw an article about Shantae before I saw this. Yes. This is the first time you will be able to buy the original Game Boy Color Shantae in any form since the release. That game has become a collector's item. The cart alone is like $600. Yes. Yeah. Does Nintendo Life have an article? Um, but does I, that mean they're also going to be releasing the a Game Boy Color cartridge? So the limited run booth at PAX had a cart. Yeah. And it's just a fake cart uh, that you could have bought. But this is the actual reproduction of the game. This one you can oh. actually play. Interesting. So they had a phony before yeah. that I almost bought. Uh, yo, uh, Nintendo Life, what's the deal, man? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, there it is. I, I, Kotaku has it. Shantae's very rare, very expensive Game Boy Color game is getting a re-release. The yeah. lowest price on eBay for a legitimate used copy of 2002 Game Boy Color platformer Shantae is around 530 smackers. That's just the cart Open with box and manual, nearly four thousand dollars. Sealed and graded, ten grand. As long as the new physical release limited run games announced uh, this afternoon is in the low three figures, I'll be fine. And if not, it's coming to the Switch as well. Oh, that's good. We're going to Game Boy game on the Switch. Yeah. The first game in Way Forward Technologies fan favorite Shantae series was released for the Game Boy Color in 2002, a year after the release of the Game Boy Advance. It didn't sell well, and not many copies were made. But the game inside the cart is pure quality and a piece of 2D platforming history everyone should play. Hopefully, Limited Run's uh, re-release going up for pre-order in September will help. If anything, it'll be a nice alternative to spending a, a tenner on a bootleg. Along with the new Game Boy Color release, Shantae is also coming to the Switch in both physical and digital form this fall. This means the Switch will have five Shantae games. Shantae, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, Shantae Half-Genie Hero, and Shantae and the Seven Sirens. That just leaves... Way forward by popular demand, Shantae's Risky Revenge Director's Cut is coming to Switch, Xbox One, digital this fall. A physical Switch version of the classic adventure. Blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know that one. Uh, that was the sequel to Shantae. Not Never mind. Looks like Shantae Risky Revenge is covered. While we wait, enjoy a Shantae long play courtesy of YouTube's World of Long Plays. Here it is. Uh, I've never played a Shantae game before. I started playing Risky's Revenge and then I stopped. That's it. That's as far as I got. <laughs> I think I want to buy this, the, the Game Boy. I almost bought the one that was at PAX, but uh, it was a phony copy. Yeah. This is... How- an actual reproduction card. How much is it gonna be? There, uh, they have not announced. Yeah. Uh, no, none of these have a, have an announced price on it. Right. Uh, well, so, I assume I assume all the other like a Switch copy is gonna cost like Switch prices. Mm-hmm. But like, if this is a reproduction of a Game Boy Color game, I'm going to guess forty dollars. I think mm-hmm. the fake cartridge was twenty five or thirty dollars. Right. For just a piece of plastic. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's September. You can look forward to right. pre-ordering it, I guess. Uh, there's also Space Channel Five VR, kind of funky news flash. Oh for PSVR. yeah. PSVR. Star all Wars Dreamcast fans out there. Star Wars Episode One Racer. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever, which is not out should have been out last year yeah so this says to be dated yeah uh it's not out it's there's no there's no news on when it's coming out or anything yeah they just kind of coming 2019 (laughs) so i'm skeptical of that one uh the friends of ringo ishikawa the mummy demastered that's another big deal yeah, that was apparent. That's a game based on the Tom Cruise movie, The Mummy, mm-hmm. and apparently the game is excellent, but the movie is hot garbage. <laughs> this is another way forward game. Yes. Yeah, this looks really cool. I've never yeah, no, even heard of this before. Yeah, no. Apparently, this is like an excellent game based on a, a terrible ass Tom Cruise movie. They did a demastered version of that other the the jetpack game. What was that game? Dark Void. Dark Void. And that was that awesome. Was, that was, yeah, that also, was also awesome. Very good. And the game was not that great. No. The actual Dark Void was not that good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, The Secret of Monkey Island 30th Anniversary Anthology. This is another one that people were very excited about. Yeah. People love their Monkey Island. Yes. Uh, these, these, it's the Monkey Island series. Yeah. What's it for? Uh, PC. PC. Just PC. That makes yeah. sense. To the Moon. Coming to Switch. Towerfall Ascension for Switch. Trover saves the universe switch. That's not on switch. I guess it is now. So we're going to physical. Yeah. Which means we'll probably also get a digital. Oh no. It, wait, it says Nintendo switch. Uh, Oh, it is on switch. As of November of 2019, it was on switch. Where the water tastes like wine coming to switch extreme sports, uh, switch and game boy color. Oh, there you go. And Yee's origin. All right, so that's a that's a pretty good lineup right there. I want to see the Game Boy Color, this this uh, Extreme, Extreme Sports. Sports Game Boy Color. Yeah, yeah, I don't know this game at all. Well, that's a big lineup. This is a big deal. It's pretty yeah. cool that we're getting all this stuff, especially Shantae. I'm very excited about Shantae. Yeah, I'll finally be able to play it. Add that to my Game Boy Color collection. Very cool. 
Yeah. But so wait for till like September for that. Uh, we got some super chats. Yes. Mega Dragon 101 with $5. By the way, bro, sorry if I asked you already, but have you two considered opening up a Patreon for the Wolf Den? Yes. And uh, it's, still, it's not the cards right now. So there's always a chance it could happen, but yeah, probably not in the near future. Um, also, I'm sorry I called you a she before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I normally stick with they, but uh, listen, man, you got a My Little Pony friggin' icon. My, my mind my mind slipped. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Dinell Holmes with $5. How do you guys feel about the new 8-Bit Do Xbox collaboration stuff? Great show. Keep it up. Wow. That's the next article. Stay tuned to find out uh, right after this. Tanner P with 420. Nice. Uh, are you guys going to ever bring the backlog back? Uh, no. <laughs> Indefinite hiatus so far. The backlog is never canceled. It's just always on indefinite hiatus until we can figure out how to bring it back properly. Yes. And please don't say put it in the podcast. Yeah. We already go over too much. Um. Anyway, what about this Xbox 8-bit do controller? Yeah, let's just go talk about the Xbox 8-bit do controller. According to The Verge, this tiny Xbox controller is designed for Microsoft's xCloud service. That is not out yet, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Apidu has worked with Microsoft on the miniature, this miniature Xbox controller. Uh, it freaking looks like an Apidu SN30. Yeah, uh, this thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's exactly that, just slightly modified. Actually, yes, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, Microsoft's planning to launch the its xCloud game streaming service later this year as part of Xbox Game Pass, and accessory makers are getting ready. 8-Bit Do, a company that specializes in retro and modern alternative game pads, has adapted its retro NES controller, or SNES controller, you stupid verge, for Microsoft's Project xCloud service. The tiny uh, Bluetooth controller is designed to be compatible with all Android phones and tablets, and it's officially licensed as a compatible xCloud and Xbox controller. The built-in battery should last for around 18 hours, and here's a U- and there's a USB-C port for charging. The controller even ships with a clip to attach to phones with adjustable positioning. That is legit, just an yeah. SN30 Pro the regular version yeah they just you know they changed uh the start and select button are now the xbox uh view and menu buttons and then they added the jewel that's it and you still even have the same like home and share buttons that the switch has yeah in the same spots it's it's Mm -hmm. it's the on the 8-bit do control it's a heart and a home button no no, it's a star and a heart button yeah, well, it's diff- is- well, it's different on yours. You have the older version. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a head. <laughs> Actually, mine's all the way over here. I'll tell you what, though. I used this to play a little bit of the messenger, and because the buttons are bigger, it helped out a lot. <laughs> Yo, it's the absolute perfect yeah. 2D platformer uh, controller. I use the little one. I mean, I, I use the... Pro Plus, the big one with the grips for yeah. when I'm sitting at my desk. This is my travel controller. It was in my travel uh, travel bag video. 
Mm -hmm. uh, this is the version that they're making for the freaking Xbox. It looks a little yeah. fatter. Maybe it's just the perspective. Maybe. Although no, it looks pretty much the same. Oh, we'll we'll keep reading the article. So, so I, have, I have questions. Uh, I think this is the this form factor is great for travel. Um, yes. Uh, it has a star and the other one. I don't know what that is. It's like a moon. It looks like a friggin' looks like Sailor Moon over there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those buttons are still there. It's the same freaking controller. Um. All right. Who was reading this? Uh, you were. 8BitDo has worked with Microsoft to license the Xbox controller and ensure it's fully functional with xCloud. There's even separate software that will allow you to customize button mapping and adjust stick and trigger sensitivity. The controller supports profiles that you can switch between for custom built uh, button layouts. So they don't have a software for this version of the controller, but they no. do for the Pro Plus, and the software is pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can change button mapping and stuff. So if so, it looks like they're bringing some form of that software to this controller. It's got to be a remapping, uh, like a reskin for Xbox. Right. My get my wonder is because it's so similar to the already released SN30 Pros. Will it work, or will there be some equivalent for the older SN30 Pros? Somebody told me that these work with the software, and I tried it, and it does not. Okay. So, uh, th I this I think there's a different something's different with the chipset in here because it's got to work with Xbox. Yeah. So something's different in there, and the software well, is going to be different. Nothing says that this controller works for Xbox, only that it works with X Cloud. True. That's one of my big questions here because if this worked for Xbox One, I would get it in a heartbeat. But there's nothing here indicating that it does, only that it works with xCloud. That's a very good point. I didn't even yeah. think about that. I just assumed because it has a freaking Xbox jewel on it that it yeah. will work with Xbox. Anyway, the 4499 SN30 Pro for Xbox controller will be... Wait, what did you just say? Wait, say that again? This is in the article. The, four, the 4499 SN30 Pro for Xbox controller. <laughs> that's what they're calling it will be okay. available on amazon for pre-order today with devices shipping on september 21st 8BitDo's september launch date is unrelated to microsoft's own launch plans for xcloud as part of xbox game pass later this year i think they're not unrelated at all and that we're gonna see something with xcloud okay. in the near future it produces uh, Xbox controllers, the latest in a long line of miniature and classic controllers. We all know about everything else. The the Amazon page calls it the 8BitDo SN30 Pro for Xbox cloud gaming on Android. Play Xbox games on your mobile phone or tablet from the cloud with an SN30 Pro for Android. I wonder if it, they changed the name. Why would The Verge call it Xbox controller? Like, well, oh, I'm sorry. SN30 Pro for Xbox. Why would they say that that's what it's called if it's called the SN30 Pro for Xbox Cloud Gaming? Yeah. On I, Android. <laughs> the Verge probably screwed up because I'm looking at the Amazon listing and there is nothing here about being able to play this on an Xbox, only on Android. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, hold on. 
I'm, I'm going. I'm entering the Wayback Machine to see if there, if there was like a, an original version of the site or something. No, there's nothing. Um, bizarre. That's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Play Xbox games on your mobile phone or tablet from the cloud with the SN30 Pro for Android. So it's not for Xbox. It's for Android. Only Android. It doesn't even list PC. It doesn't list Switch. It doesn't list anything. And I should note that I'm pretty sure these controllers already work for Android. They do. Uh, this one does not say Android. Well, on the yours, back, yours does. Mine says it's four modes. It's Switch, D input, X input, and Mac. I'm pretty oh, sure. Mine has the same. I'm pretty sure D input is Android and X input is PC. But I might be wrong. <sighs> What is D input? Oh, I it auto corrected that X input. What's the difference between D input and X input? D input, uh, old multi platform API. Uh, so it's not in- necessarily indicative of a right Android. They, they used to say on the 8 bit do controllers. Straight up Android, but right. somewhere along, and they also used to say iOS, but they don't do that anymore because well, they iOS haven't done iOS in years. Yeah, which is well, because now Apple supports, you know, Xbox controllers, PS4 controllers. They support more controllers now, so there's no reason why they don't support iOS devices anymore. But if you go to do the regular SN30 on Apitu's website, it says support for Windows, Android, Mac, Steam, Switch, and Raspberry Pi. Uh, that's for the SN30 Pro? That's for this. The new, yeah. the new version of it? The new version of it, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, so it already works for Android. It, it, mm-hmm. That might just be X input. Or it might be D yeah. input. It's one of... I don't know. It's not the Switch one, it's not the Mac OS one. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, X input is Windows. Yes. That's what I do put it on when I go to play games on Windows. So I'd assume that that's also what the freaking uh Xbox uses. Yeah. But who knows. Um So yeah, that's an interesting note here that this is not an Xbox controller. It's a freaking Android controller. That's wild. It's got to yeah. work with Xbox. I'd be shocked if this thing doesn't work with Xbox. Well, cuz Xbox, you got to remember, an Xbox 1 has a different uh, proprietary radio wave just for the controller. It doesn't use Bluetooth. It uses its own stupid thing. Uh, so they would have to build that into there as well in order to true. use it for an Xbox. That is true. My What's getting me is, okay, it's not you can't use it for an Xbox system, but connectivity is still Bluetooth, so why can't you use it then for a PC or Mac or Switch even? You probably can, and it's just not advertised. It's probably just whatever's in here. Right. If So before I said it's got to be different because it has to work with Xbox. Now we know it works with Android. So it's probably yeah. just this. It's probably just this with a friggin' Xbox jewel in the middle. Yeah. All right. So uh, real quick, I scrolled down to, you know, on Amazon, you can ask questions about the product. And people are... People are asking, and 8BitDo is responding. Oh. 
But it's like, does this controller work for Xbox One or Xbox Series X? This controller for Xbox, this is for Xbox gaming from cloud on Android. Does this work on any other platform, such as the Switch? This controller is for Xbox gaming from cloud on Android. Will this have iOS support? No. <laughs> this is for Xbox <laughs> cloud gaming on Android. <laughs> That's the only one they definitively said no to. Everyone else is it's just repeating the, the name of the product. Yeah, I see this one. Does this controller work for Xbox One? Yeah, this is... For, yeah, they just... Okay. Oh, they responded twice to this one. They mm -hmm. said, this is for Xbox gaming from cloud on Android, which they got to fix that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this one says, no, compatible so, with all Android devices, smartphones, or tablets. Okay, so, so they did go back and fix it. Yeah, so this is leading me to believe that because they're just repeating the name of the product for the other questions, there's a chance it might work for like other stuff. But iOS, they have a firm, no, this will not work on because none of their other controllers do. Yeah, so it's it's probably the same stuff that's in here. Yeah, But they are straight up saying this is not going to work for Xbox yeah. One or Series X. Very interesting. Yeah. Very strange device that they're doing that Microsoft is licensing them to do. Yeah. I have another article in here, but I don't care. Polymega is going to launch in November. Yay. Yay. Cool. About time. November or earlier. So November. November. <laughs> um, so that's it. Uh, we got some super chats to talk about. Okay. Uh, Kendall Bass with $2. Thoughts on Smash Brothers and Evo allegations. I don't know the Evo allegations. Have you followed any of the Smash Brothers allegations? Well, I know not all because there's a lot of them. There's a lot. I know Evo. I think the the head of Evo was fired because of allegations against him, and like every game publisher pulled their games from Evo. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear about any of that. Yeah. Uh, all I knew was that Smash Brothers wasn't part of Evo because the the internet is trash the yeah. online e e multiplayer evo, trash. evo online has been canceled amid allegations against previous president joey uh Hewler. i had no idea that that yeah. happened uh i knew uh, i've been following all of the or to the best of my ability all of the smash brothers uh, allegations a lot of players are getting ousted for sexual assault and abuse and and misconduct um a lot of underage stuff is going on yeah uh a lot of weird a lot of it's a lot of weird sort of underage stuff uh and there's a lot of pieces of garbage it turns out in in the smash Bros community and i think they should all get exactly what's happening to them right now um it's horrible like i think the top five people of smash four are all ousted for being pedophiles or at least the top three it's ridiculous yeah. Um, don't look into it. It's just, it's just, it's, it's not worth going into, uh, just, uh, I mean, it all, st it's a snowball effect from what happened, uh, with other industries. Um, yeah. it happened on Twitch too. People were getting outed. Uh, I want to turn the attention over to, uh, Twitch because, um, Twitch was canceling like straight up deleting streamer accounts and straight up, uh, like, issuing bans for for allegations against streamers twitch staff has allegations against them going all the way up to like the ceo 
yeah. they haven't said a damn word about that. They made a statement about the streamers, but they haven't said anything about their own staff members. And their own staff members who had the allegations against them have been completely silent. So Twitch is a bunch of pieces of garbage, and Twitch needs to come out and do something about their own company. The Smash Brothers community will be fine. <laughs> Twitch is is not going to be fine if they keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, where, where the hell am I? I lost everything. Uh, Mecha Dragon with five dollars. Will Super Mario RPG was on literally every Nintendo Virtual Console and SNES Classic Edition, and the first Shantae game was on the 3DS Virtual Console. Hashtag Will was wrong. Ban him. <laughs> uh okay so so sorry that i don't know everything about a game i've never played <laughs> nintendo published super mario rpg on the wii virtual console services in 2008 and the wii u virtual console in 2016 it was also re-released for the super nintendo classic edition in 2017 will well okay then why is it such a big deal <laughs> if it keeps getting re-released it's not like earthbound which only just got acknowledged like a few years ago by nintendo you know, that's a big deal. Super Mario RPG, if it keeps getting re-released, it'll eventually come to the Switch Online then. In 2013, Earthbound was given a worldwide re- uh, release on the Wii U Virtual Console following yeah. years of fan lobbying, making uh, marking its debut in territories including Europe. So Earthbound was only on the Wii U Virtual Console. Right. After uh, a Super Nintendo release and then just nothing. Uh, Game Boy Advance. Well, mo- that was Mother 3, and that's only in Japan. Oh, right, 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 right. So, yeah, Earthbound's a bigger deal. We should... Well, yeah, that was... Earthbound was the one that had the hashtag. Yeah. So that makes sense. It makes sense. I can't wait for all those comments to come next week when we address it two hours later. <laughs> um. Hey, it's Tweet of the Week time. Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! This one really got me going, Will. Boy, howdy, did it. it. And then I X'd out of it by accident. This is by Albi or Albi or ALBZSFC. Mm. When the jaws open wide and there's more jaws inside, <laughs> that's Amore. And it's a picture of Amore uh, eel showing the jaws that come out when they open. Yeah. Them Get it? It's like that song. I get Something it. about the, pizza. Yeah. All right, now is when we talk to you people. Yes! As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments so we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. Everybody else. Everybody else. Uh, Twitter.com using hashtag WolfDenLive. We got Muhammad Hader who says, Hey, Will, in your video, you said you weren't into magic, but aren't technically all superpowers magic. Will, explain yourself. No. Uh, I pref- What I meant by that was I prefer stories with more of a, like, science or science fiction-based element to it. Magic is, tech- is usually something unexplained or, like, left unexplained, and it's and by that I mean like people who like sit there and like say things and then something happens. Uh, Sup- superpowers 
isn't really that you know superpowers are more like you know because it's usually either biological or weaponry or technology i'm the same way i i don't like usually i usually stay away from like stories that involve mystical magic-y stuff yeah and superheroes like they get their powers and there's a reason they get their powers there might be a dumb reason but there's a reason and then that's it in in magical mystical things like harry potter things just happen and then they write it off magic Magic. and like that doesn't happen in superhero stuff it's usually like a radioactive thing does a thing and then this happens and then the rest of it is grounded in reality there needs to be a reason everything happens in the story but in freaking harry potter it's like oh i just moved my wand and then now you're a frog I mean, there are exceptions to the rule. Like I enjoy, like I enjoyed the Harry Potter movies for, for what they were. Um, sucks that J.K. Rowling's an asshole. Um, <laughs> uh, I I have the entire sixteen issue set of Paul Dini's run on Zatanna because it's very good, and she's just mystical BS most of the time. Um, so there are exceptions, but in general, I prefer more science fiction type stories or more like. You know, you know, less you know, occulty type stuff. I will say that every once in a while, Superman will just have a new power, and it's unexplained and and whatever. Well, but that's also stupid, and I don't like that. Right. Well, you know, they'll like tie it into a previous superpower he had, or it's all down to like his biology Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's alien and technically ever evolving. Like that, I can that like makes sense. Not saying it's good i i agree he has they keep adding powers to him it's dumb but you know at least that like i could wrap my head around that luke antone partying face says if you could pick any character to be added to fighter pass volume two who would it be do you know they added another fighter like another slot just opened up really yeah i don't think we talked about it but i think when they announced min min they were like, by the way, there's going to be an extra fighter in this pass. Well, how many people were in Fighter Pass 1? Five. 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 No, well, wasn't it always going to be six for Fighter Pass 2? I don't know. I, w- I always assumed five, and then I looked yeah. at it before, and I was like, oh, there's just a sixth slot there. I don't know. There's too many characters in that damn game. Uh, any character? Uh, Goku. No, please, God, no. <laughs> um, Knuckles. No, Shadow the Hedgehog. I want you out of that, Joe. Um, Doom Slayer. Um, I know, I know. It's a long shot. It's probably not going to happen. It doesn't make any sense. But I think if they put Doom Slayer in the game, or even like the original Doom guy, <laughs> it'll like people will lose their minds. Yes, and it it will like change the way the game plays in significant ways. Uh, what is this? What a throwback when I typed in the hashtag and for some reason it showed up under latest for me. Must have been a Twitter hiccup. Oh, this is Fred talking. Uh, this was a tweet that I made back in 2018 in January. All of the Wolfden Live thumbnails for 2017, I made like a rainbow effect. Yeah. You know, with all of the, with all of the background colors and stuff. Mm. Uh, now I don't really do colors. <laughs> um, where are we? Uh, uh, oh, L- Lock Lachlan Everett 
Example of games worth more than $60, Breath of the Wild, Metal Gear Solid 5, God of War, and Uncharted 4. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah, those are games that had they come out and they would have been like higher price, I would have, you know, I wouldn't have batted an eye. Although some of that, like God of War and Uncharted, those had, I think, special editions that cost more. And if you go on the PlayStation Store, especially when they first came out, those are the ones that they pointed you towards. Yes. Um, I accidentally bought, when I bought Wolfenstein the New Colossus, I accidentally bought the special edition because they just straight up did not advertise the first one. Yeah, that's what they do. The, the, orig- the, the vanilla version. I, I When I went to GameStop to buy Uncharted 4, they uh, tried to give me the special edition. And I was yeah. like, get out of my face. Um, Metal Gear Solid 5, that game could have cost... If Konami could have charged $100 for Metal Gear Solid 5, Kojima might still be with Konami. Yeah. Last week's Wolf Den Live, uh, Kevin Mc- McGraw says, Crisis is definitely an example of an unoptimized mess and many developers have shown that games can run on the switch and look playable still i can't help but feel like here at the at wolf den the switch is maybe a little overestimated in terms of power just maybe just a little bit 1080p 60 hertz gaming has been around for quite some time on pc and the switch just isn't there but that's fine because that's not what the switch is amazing for um here at the wolf then <laughs> we take into consideration the other games that were able to port their games over to the switch yeah and done a phenomenal job at it so if they can do it these freaking big publishers can do it so my mindset is the crisis came out in 2007 right so like you know many 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 years ago doom came out in 2016 launched on the switch within the year and runs perfectly fine so uh, if a, if a, not not within the year when did it come out on switch not 2016 because it wasn't even out yet well, within I think it was 2018 of, i think it was 2018 it came out hold on came out on this 2017 wolfenstein November. November 2017 was when Doom came out on Switch. Oh, okay. So a little over a year. Wolfenstein was the same year. Wolfenstein was within a year, yeah. Well, either way, those are both examples of current-gen games being transported to the Switch, which, yes, is a a lesser-powered system, but both of those games still run perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. You have a game like Crisis, which came out in 2007, 13 years ago, give or take, and... That game runs like crap. I, I, I think his argument is that Crisis is def- definitely an example of an unoptimized mess. Yeah. Meaning that's why. It, and, and Doom and Wolfenstein are very well made. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, you know, point to his saying that, saying like we're we're overestimating the Switch in terms of power. We're not necessarily yeah, we're overestimating. Definitely not. We're just, we're, what we're saying is we've seen examples of modern games running on switch and running well there's no excuse for an older game to not do that i i think maybe i also said Warzone should be on the switch right uh, and i say that could definitely run because if apex is running why the hell yeah. can't Warzone run you know what right. i mean i mean Warzone isn't well optimized for the platforms it's on i've had it crash on my other consoles before yeah but still 
no one's asking for 1080p 60 hertz on the switch right i want freaking 540p <laughs> 30 frames per second war zone on my switch that's what i want um but yeah crisis crisis took up a lot of system resources because it was not optimized <laughs> it's not like it was like the most beautiful thing in the world it just wasn't it just took a lot of resources well what like back in the day it was it was it was a good looking game graphically impressive but for years after that it was a resource hog yeah and there were other prettier games coming out right um anyway cross emmer crossmer the seek bar thumbnails on this video are all messed up. What? Uh, if you mouse over... Oh, I know what he means. Uh, if you mouse over the beginning of the video, it shows you guys talking about... Uh, but there is a seven-minute intro screen first. If you scroll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's because it's we trim the intro out. Mm-hmm. We have an intro so that people can get here and hang out for a minute before we actually start the show so people can actually gather. You know, it's like doors are opening for a show. Yeah. Um, but we trim that out for the actual published video. And YouTube friggin' breaks a lot of times when we do that. So if the seek bar is broken, it's really not the end of the world. So one time, the audio moved. And that friggin' was a whole mess. Yeah. Uh, Robert Frost says, never had Joy-Con drift. I had two sets and bought a Pro-Con like an adult for games that taxed them. If you played Smash with Joy-Cons, then the joke is on you, bruh. Uh, I just rarely use Joy-Cons. It's more of a problem for me because I primarily like play my Switch in portable mode. It's it's a so. dumb thing to throw the blame on the consumer yeah. <laughs> for a product not working correctly. Yeah, especially a you, widespread. You're, you're uh, saying like you're saying too bad. You should have bought something else. That's yeah. not, that's not the way you should look at it's it. It's your fault. It's your fault. You didn't spend more money. Yeah. To it, yeah. That's that's PC gamer master race. BS that is creeping into my like console safe space right that there. Is. That's that's oh, Doom isn't running properly. Oh, that's because you have a an XRGB you know graphics card. You need a a YRGB graphics card and you know oh only four gigs of ram you need 400 you plebeian you nailed the terminology will i did uh and i'm a guy who plays on other controllers i never play my joy con but i think it's most people they're playing on their joy con because it's what they bought with the system yeah so uh anyway lone (laughs) lioness says hope you are all right corona situation u.s seems just horrible it is very bad it's cartoonishly bad. <laughs> it's much better in New York now. Yeah. We we went through it. We've been mm-hmm. done it. But everywhere else, it's not looking too hot. I'm very yeah. disappointed in the, my fellow Americans. Yeah. Got a lot of dummies here. Uh, a friend of mine actually just sent me a text. It's a picture. If the Black Plague happened in 2020, doctors said, hey, stay away from rats and stuff. And then it's a picture of two old people licking rats. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is something that I wish I could just shove down people's throats. Because uh, people think you're a big fat pussy if you wear a mask. Yeah. That's a thing people think for some reason. Uh, because they think wearing a mask means that you're trying to protect yourself against the virus. And you're a, you're a pussy if you're trying to not get sick. Yeah. The reason you wear a mask is because you want to protect other people from you. Like, I might have it 
and just not show symptoms. And I could pass it to somebody else who's just yeah. behind me on the train. With that mentality, I'm a f***ing badass for wearing a mask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yep. everyone else is the weakling. I'm the big strong guy who's got the virus and doesn't even show any symptoms. And that means I got to wear a mask. So that wear a damn mask. It makes you look awesome if you wear a mask. That means I got to censor your F word. Hell yeah, man. It was worth it. Uh, Ada Palace. For the most part, the can it run crisis meme exists because the game was optimized like garbage. Oh, here we go again. The game itself is pretty good though. So it's sad that the entire reason some people even know it exists is because it was poorly coded in the first place. I agree that it was. Yeah. I mean, it was, you're right. It was beautiful when it came out. Yeah. But it wasn't like, like it, it very quickly was not the most beautiful game. Right. Um, and I think you can see by the fact that, you know, Crisis 2 and Crisis 3 launched on consoles that they quickly found a way to, like, optimize the engine that they were using to, you know, look good, but also not require that much power right. in order to run. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully now, you know, they smooth things out and eventually get it up and running on Switch properly. Um, so there's that mega dragon with $2. Sorry for the last message. Will. just messing with you. That's okay. I'll remember it when I hunt you down. <laughs> last of us. I was watching, uh, Yahtzee Croshaw's review of last of us part two and he hated the game. Um, <laughs> but he like, he kept going on about how like everyone in the game is a miserable human being. And, and, I'm, and I'm just like, do I want to play this game now? Do I really want to be that miserable? <laughs> yeah, no, every, but you know, that's the world you're in when you decide you want to True, go play yeah. the last of us is that everybody he, uh, is he, miserable. He spoiled like the beginning of the game, but it's something like I knew was going to happen. And I'm just like, yeah, I could see where this gets significantly worse from here. <laughs> um, it is a very good review, though. I highly recommend everybody watch it. I, I can't watch anything until I beat the game. Yeah. Uh, I need to, I need to power through it. Now we're in the chat where our dad is saying some dumb stuff. Uh, yeah. I wear a mask to protect myself from the wolf den. <laughs> uh, Parker. Hey, Will. In the wolf den, Jim Carrey's Riddler hair is red in the movie. Is that the only time the Riddler has had red hair? In the comics, it is brown. What do you think that is weird? Um, in the animated series, it was like a, a reddish brown. It's fluctuated between like reddish brown and more brownish. Jim Carrey's was very red because the, the whole movie had a very like bright uh, color palette. But if you read um, Batman Zero Year by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, the Riddler is the, one of the main villains in that. And there he he has very red hair. So it, it all depends on like who's drawing it or whatnot. Um, in The Batman uh, from 2005, the animated series The Batman, the Riddler was Marilyn Manson. Just, just straight up looked like Marilyn Manson. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh William Wolf in the chat says the this pandemic works out well for ugly people. Hashtag wear your mask. <laughs> so how's it going for you, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> uh
uh, Joe Ertz says if Konami is going to to damn their precious IPs to a pachinko hell, they could at the very least port over the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection. I don't think they're going to touch Metal Gear in any in any way anytime soon because of the whole Kojima situation. I think they tried to prove they can make a Metal Gear game without him with Survive, and they couldn't. They, they saw very clearly that they couldn't. So we are not going to see Metal Gear Solid in any way, shape, or form for, for many, many years. I think something's happening with the IP, like somebody's going to buy it or something. I think that that's actually happening. Because what Konami knows they can't do anything with it. Well, Konami knows they can do something with it, but they can't do a good thing with it. Yes, exactly. I don't think, no, I don't think they're going to sell because they don't seem... They I have think they will all, license it. They have all these other IP that, they, that they're not... Like, they have Bomberman, they have Castlevania, they have Contra, they have uh, that soccer series that's really popular. Um, they have all these other IP that they're not going to sell, that they could sell, but they're not going to because they know the value that it has. Silent I, Hill. That's that's the other big one. I think they will license it, and that's that's all I gotta say about that. Python yeah. uh, G says, "My best friend showed me a poll that people are going to spend the, their money on the PS5 more than the Xbox Series X, even, and even though we don't know the price, what is your take about the polls of those two consoles?" Uh, I think the PlayStation brand right now is in people's heads more. Mm-hmm. People like PlayStation more than Xbox right now. Um, I think it's, again, too early to tell what's going right. to happen for the next gen. Because every console generation, it could flip-flop. You know, it, it could flip-flop yeah. very quickly. So just because people ha- people like PlayStation right now doesn't mean they will two months from now. I think Microsoft has been doing a better job of you know, rehabilitating their image and getting their name out there in the public. So I, th- I would not be surprised if next gen, it's a much closer race. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be a much more even split down the middle. Dark moon says, what is this stream about boys? It's yeah. About boys. Yeah. Boys. That's a Beatles song. Kids. Uh, Dark Arts Forge says, do either of you think they will bring N64 titles to the Switch? I think they will bring Select. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think, think it's going to be like the Switch Online NES yeah. or SNES games. Yeah. I think if they do something like that, it's going to be Game Boy. And people are going to be pissed. Yeah. They got to do Super Mario 64 and then go, by the way, here's a bunch of Game Boy games. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna read one more. Okay. Uh, Bailey Hill. I want to see Pikmin Three Deluxe or Pikmin Four. I also want to see more than just Donkey Kong Country One on SNES Online. Yeah, they need to do a lot more SNES Online games. Yeah, it, it's. They need to do more with those in general, <laughs> and it sucks because like all the game, all the other games that you want to play, like the third party games, most of them are in their own collection separately, mm-hmm. like Mega Man, Castlevania, things like that. Um, but there, 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 there are more games that you can release for you know NES and SNES Switch Online. 
you know, there are hidden gems out there that people probably haven't played in a long time or ever that could that could easily be added. And Nintendo has like a much deeper catalog of games that they are clearly not utilizing. Again, the other Donkey Kong games, Earthbound, uh, you know. The best Super Nintendo game is Mega Man X. And that's already yeah. in a collection, so it's not yeah. going to come to the to the uh, Switch Online stuff. As for Pikmin, you're on your own there, buddy. I could care less about Pikmin. <laughs> I got to replay Pikmin because I gave it a lot of crap, and I don't know why I don't like it as much. I think just because we didn't understand it. We didn't get that it was basically like a real-time strategy game. But I also just don't like real-time strategy games. Yeah. I tried to like Age of Empires. Yeah, no, that came wasn't It wasn't about it. Um, apparently... On the the Wii U version of Pikmin three, the only version of Pikmin three on the Wii U, um, you can you, you eventually they patched in touchscreen control, okay. and that helps out a lot. So maybe if there was a version of Pikmin with touchscreen control on the Switch, that would that would do it some good. I think we're done. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolfden Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we will always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you want to watch just a little bit of Wolfden Live or maybe you want to send a specific section of the show over to your buddies, then subscribe to Wolfden Clips where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. Guys, go to twitch.tv slash Wolfden. Click that little follow button and then click the bell so you know when I go live, I will probably be live tomorrow, Thursday, sometime at night. Uh, probably? I'm trying to see if we're going to play Smash. We might play Smash. I don't know. Uh, also, we got under the wire, we got $5 Canadian from Purple Odd Job, who says, how do we do this? And then it's an ASCII uh, guy throwing a table. Because I tweeted that, and I also had it as my pinned comment in my last <laughs> video because I forgot. Jump rope challenge. I forgot jump rope challenge part of the video. Uh, here's what you do. You go to Google and you type in uh, ASCII table flip. And then you go... What's what's the website? Is it this one? Yeah, this is a good one. You got a whole bunch of table flips. This isn't where I got it, though. Was it this one? No. Was it this one? Maybe. No. I don't know. Well, you, you, you just copy any it. of those. You're Co all smart. You can figure it out. Copy any of those and you'll find it. Anyway, thank you for watching. Uh, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.